Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues right here on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR, wherever you may be tuned in across the country or listening internationally. Uh, we appreciate you listening to AFR. Steve Jordahl is now in the studio with us. He is. Good morning. And breaking news. Breaking uh, news. Fresh off you know, his effort to buy Twitter for $43 billion, uh, Elon Musk is now offering also to buy CNN Plus, the new uh, CNN uh, streaming system. He's going to pay $62.18 for it. <laughs> Total. Total. That's his offer. Take it or leave it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Fred Jackson in with me. Well, yesterday uh, I said this was like a football game, right? Mm -hmm. And that is uh, the score is American Family Radio 15,000, CNN Plus streaming 10,000. So we won. And those are accurate numbers. Yes, those, Those are accurate numbers. Yeah. We uh, during a given shareathon, we'll have between fourteen and fifteen thousand families mm-hmm. who make a financial contribution. Next week will be our shareathon. Uh-huh. That, that if if trends hold up, that'll be where we fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. God willing, we'll have more. Mm-hmm. However, this CNN now, which reaches across the globe, yes, or used to. Uh, this is CNN. You remember that? James, uh-huh. James Earl Jones? Yes. Uh, I, I can't do a James Earl Jones, but I think people get the idea. Anyway, uh, they have a streaming service. It's kind of, they're trying to compete with Fox Nation yeah. and others. And so the streaming service, not the uh, news channel, mm-hmm. so, uh, you have to pay for it. They're down to... They've only been able to attract 10,000 subscribers. Yes. Somebody somebody said this yesterday. It was a brutal comment. They said, CNN can't get anybody to watch their free stuff. (laughs) Right. So how are you going to get get people to pay for stuff when you can't even get them to watch your free stuff? I know. And Chris Wallace went over there Mm -hmm. from Fox News, and now he he has – the get, late Chris Wallace. <laughs> he has to call around, get his friends and family to watch to get his numbers up. You know, uh, so I, I don't know. That's CNN. Uh, CNN's about to be bought, or have they been bought? They, they, they they, they've been bought by Discovery. Discovery, right? yeah, that's correct. So Discovery's going to. You know what? Discovery's probably going to come in. I, I don't know the history of the Discovery Channel, but I have read their some of their comments. They're probably going to come in and say, CNN, you're going to have to go back to being a news channel. Yeah, if you yeah. want to make money. If yeah. you want to really compete with Fox yeah. News, right. you better start adopting the way it used to be at it, CNN. Yes, something other than the Trump bashing 24-7. Remember when, uh, uh, in the old days of CNN talk, they, they actually had balance on there? Oh, yeah. I there, watched there it. Was, there was a show on there every night. There was Crossfire. A night, Crossfire. My dad was on there many times. Yes. Crossfire. That, Back in the 80s and 90s. Yes. Uh, yeah. Crossfire. Yeah, just CNN... And we would all turn into CNN. Their 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 forte was uh, live news. Oh yes. man, they so were they were the bomb when it, uh, maybe that's the wrong expression. When the first Gulf War 
broke out. That was that the was. Wrong <laughs> it <Yes>. was sorry, <laughs> but that was the network to watch. I know the, the only well, one. Well, around the world, you know, so if a child's trapped in a well in Texas or something, yes, they're there twenty four seven covering it, and people yeah. were glued to their TV. Yeah, so I mean, the CNN they have a great history of covering live news, but then they got Trump got. Uh, Elected and they just TDS took over uh-huh. the whole network. And I, I used to say, and this wasn't a genius, uh, it, it didn't take a genius to predict this. If Trump's gone, CNN's dead. Yeah, they had nowhere to go. They, they're, they're, yeah, because if all you're going to cover is Trump 24 7 and how bad he is, and then he isn't there to be bad anymore for people to watch you say he's been bad. But you know, they're still covering Trump. Uh-huh, yeah. Why no? That's why they have TDS. They keep covering this uh, commission, this January 6th commission. And, and it's a big a yawn. It's a big yawn, but they keep covering it like it's breaking news. That's why they're down to 17 viewers <laughs> That's each right. evening, huh? That's why we beat their streaming service here at <laughs> AFR. Right. That's right. Uh, all right. So uh, I read the Jerusalem Post. I go over there probably once a day and check it out and see what's new on the Jerusalem Post, keep up with what's happening in Israel. And... Uh, our good friend uh, from Israel, Rabbi Pesach Waliki, uh, had a column that uh, I appreciated very much in the Jerusalem Post yesterday, I guess it is, and I wanted him to come on and talk about it. So speaking of going international, we're going to Israel now and uh, talk to our friend Rabbi Waliki. Rabbi, uh, good afternoon to you. Well, thank you very much, Tim. It's great to be on again. I love this conversation about uh, about CNN collapsing. I think it's a uh, it's it's just glorious. <laughs> you know what? Let's hold hands virtually because I think we're all you know, in agreement here. I think and when they lost for... their contract, you know, when they lost the deal that had them playing in all the airports all over the world, I think that already cut out a huge chunk of their viewership. Yeah, that's right. You know, and uh, like I said, it, it is. For Funny, but it's they do it. They're doing it to Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon, and come on. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I, and, and just that. Compare that to uh, Bernard Shaw mm. and Lou yes. Dobbs, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the CNN. What Larry uh, King? Larry King. The yeah. Larry King. He was liberal. And but don't he, forget that Jeff fair. Zucker also went down. The boss of the whole. That's thing. true. He, yes, he, that's true. I mean, so uh, I think Discovery may come in and re- and say you're going to have to get back to being a news channel. That's what you are, cable news network. So that's what Ted Turner originally started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CNN. maybe they could start playing Steve Bannon's show or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I doubt they're going to do that. Yeah, but, I wouldn't hold my breath yeah, on that, uh, Rabbi. On that one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, Bill Hammer used to be on there. Oh, really? Yeah, the, yes, he was the Fox uh, anchor. He he was he got his start at CNN at least. There are several Fox stars right now yeah. that were over on CNN at one yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rabbi, are you at uh, are you at home or are you at? Uh, I'm Senate, at home. Senate? I'm okay. at home. It is, it is, uh, it is one day before Passover, and that means that in a Jewish home, life is completely topsy turvy because uh, you know the. You know, in Exodus 12, we're commanded to get rid of all leaven from our homes. So this is like a, 
Jewish legalism on steroids right before Passover, where everyone's just cleaning everything and get rid of every crumb in the house. It's it's like this is it's the Jewish version of spring cleaning and preparing for a big festival all at the same time. It's kind of crazy. Now, now, will uh, is this a situation where friends and family? come into your home or how, how? Uh, often often uh, for years when I was uh, when I was teaching in a seminary and I had students uh, from overseas who would come here to study I would my house would be packed with my seminary students uh, but uh, it's gonna be us my wife myself our uh, our eight children and my parents who live in the neighborhood are going to be joining us my father's also a rabbi and that's gonna be really nice for them to be joining us my parents uh, uh, rotate each year. They they're with a, a different one of uh, my siblings. And is it so always with us this year? Does it always coincide with the Christian uh, Easter celebration? It does not. It does not. It does not always coincide with Easter. Uh, even though, you know, truth be told, the original Easter was of course a Passover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, all right. So you have a column that appeared in the Jerusalem Post. Uh, called why why today in today's jerusalem post called why persecution of christians is a jewish concern and uh by the way congratulations for getting this into the uh jerusalem post i don't know what the the, are they pretty uh hard for you to criticize them when your column appears today but are they pretty good about uh, about uh airing various different viewpoints there they are they i would say that they are they're their editorial stance confuses people, right? Um, and because they they one day you look at them they look right wing, one day you look at them they look left wing, and uh, I don't know if that's by design. I tend to deal with the opinion editor gotcha. there, and uh, so over the years, over the years they've run my stuff, and in fact they have, not that I'm making a plug for the Jerusalem Post, but they have a they recently started a Christian portal. They started covering more, yes, yes, more news of that. interest to the Christian world. Although th- my column ran in the main paper and not just in the online edition, it also ran in the print edition today. Yeah. All right, what, what did you say here? All right, so the argument is actually pretty straightforward. And that is that in the world that we live in today, in today's reality, where Christian persecution, persecution of Christians, I should say, is exploding. It's off the charts. And... Most of the world's been too busy with other things to notice, but if you pay attention to what's going on in in uh, in the Muslim world and also in uh, in China and North Korea and other places, Christianity is under attack everywhere. And I'll add that it's also true among the among the 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 Western left, which has which has been waging an all-out war on Christianity and Christian values. The reality that we live in today is that the same enemies of Christianity are enemies of Judaism and the state of Israel. That's just the reality. If you think about like like the Taliban burning churches in Afghanistan or the Muslim fundamentalists who are destroying Christian cities and, and mass murdering people in Nigeria, these are no friends of the Jewish people. If there was a Jew standing next to those Christians or among those Christians, they would happily kill that Jew as well. And that's not accidental. That's it's actually because of the same reason, meaning their hatred for Christians is identical to their hatred for the Jewish people. It's a hatred of of our faith in the Bible, of our values, of all those things that we share. So I would argue 
that the litmus test of, I would say, joint victimhood, even I don't like playing the victimhood game, that's not what this is about, but if someone is attacked because of a point of identity that I share with them, and that I could say, honestly, if I was there in that person's place, I would have been attacked for the same reason. If I could say that with confidence, then an attack on that person is an attack on me. So to illustrate, a few years ago, there was a French priest who was murdered by a Muslim uh, terrorist uh, in his church in France. If there was a rabbi standing next to that priest when that terrorist came in, would he have killed the rabbi too? Of course. And he hates him for the same reason. We're both infidels. And what that means in terms of our values is that the attacks on Christianity in the world today should be understood by Jews as an attack on, on all that we share together. It's an attack on us as well. Okay, I'll, I'll put this in, a, you know, I'll give this another spin, I'd kind of look at it from a different angle. The Christian world over the last couple decades has woken up to love of the Jewish people and support for Israel. Political support, but it's also coming from a biblical place, a place of faith. And Christians are now fighting against anti-Semitism. Even though centuries ago, it's true that in the name of Jesus, many Jews were persecuted by Christians. But the reality today is not that reality. The reality today is that Christians are defending the Jewish people and fighting anti-Semitism. And I think it's time for the Jewish community to wake up to that reality and also reciprocate and realize that our allies in the great battles that we're fighting culturally, spiritually in the world our allies are the Christian people, and that's not just that doesn't just mean that we say thank you to all the Christians who support Israel. It has to go further than that, and that means that when Christians are under attack, I believe that the responsibility of the Jewish people is to, is to speak up about this. And the connection to Passover is actually a very biblical one and a very deeply spiritual one. In the Bible, when, when God commands the people of Israel to love what's called the stranger. The Hebrew word is ger, but that word really just means someone of a nation that is not your own. So what's called stranger, alien, whatever you want to call it, different translations. But there are three commandments of love in the Bible. There's, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your might, right? And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And there's also a third commandment, you shall love the other, the stranger, the member. And in biblically what that meant was that in the land of Israel, where the people of Israel lived, there were people who were not members of the people of Israel, who wanted to live in peace with the people of Israel, who lived among the, the, the Israeli, the Israelite society, the Judean society, and were commanded to love the other who wants to live with us peacefully. So if we think now in our global terms, where the people of Israel now today have people of other nations who love us and who, who, who share values with us, we must, we're commanded to love those who who act peacefully with us and and who who share our values we must and in the bible where it commands us to love the other it says you shall love the stranger or love the alien the other be, because you were brought out of egypt by god we know what it's like to be persecuted we know what it's like to be oppressed and that's supposed to be a reminder to us to always be concerned for others who are under attack. So even if it's just from that perspective, we Jews must be speaking up 
about the persecution of Christians. I mean, you know, Jews are fond of saying never again, and why didn't the world do anything in the Holocaust? Okay, fine. I'm a Jew. Right now, there's hundreds of millions of Christians who are literally under attack all over the world. Jews must speak up for that. Amen. Hey, Rabbi, this is Steve Jordahl. Um, you referenced a uh, second ago the what you call in your uh, editorial here the dark past of the church's treatment of Jews. And then you followed immediately by saying Christians no longer persecute Jews anywhere in the world. What happened? How did that change? Wow. That's a big question. How long do you have? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have ten how did, seconds. How did that look? How did that change? Is 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 a speculative question that we could get into, and uh, I'm not sure that I'm the authority on on how Christianity changes the attitude towards the Jews, but it certainly has changed. Meaning, this is the there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle to what changed that, and I think uh, uh, you know the the Puritan movement uh, that that included a lot of positive theology about the return of the people of Israel to our land going all the way back. This isn't a new thing. This isn't just, you know, modern Christian Zionism. You know that this goes back hundreds of years. And the American uh, type of Christianity really, you know, which was very biblically based, uh, really fostered a, uh, a love of the people of Israel. Uh, so, but there's a lot more to it than that. This is a very interesting question. But my point in the, in this piece and mentioning that point is that Jews for so many Jews, the history of, 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 the, of what happened between Christians and Jews going back to the Middle Ages and the Crusades, any Jew you know, will say, whoa, 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 how can the Christians be our best friends? Look at all the persecution going back hundreds of years. And Jews think about this stuff. And my point was to call out the Jewish community and say, wait a second, that, that may be true. We're not denying history, but that is not our reality anymore. The reality today right. is that there are attacks on the Jewish people. Where are they coming from? They're right. coming from Islam. They're coming from the left. That's where they're coming from. And lo and behold, they're coming from the exact same places that are attacking Christians. Yes. The uh, column is titled, Why Persecution of Christians is a Jewish Concern, written by our guest uh, from Israel, uh, Rabbi Pesach Oliki. And he, he, we have that. Okay, so what we've done here is uh, Brent, our producer, has posted this on our Today's Issues Facebook page, so you can read it yourself. You can link there if you are, if you can't find it at the Jerusalem Post. Uh, it's but we have it linked to our web to our uh, Facebook page. And uh, Rabbi, thank you so much, my friend. I would encourage people to read this. It's it's extremely well-written article and uh, we thank you for coming on with us and we wish you thank uh, you happy and, Passover. and i hope that you're yeah. all having a meaningful holy week and have a great easter okay. and uh and you know may we all uh, see the end of cnn and and uh, <laughs> and, 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 and twitter censorship yeah. uh, you know yeah. is, is elon musk the moses who's going to lead us out of the darkness we'll see from your mouth to god's ear <laughs> thank right, you god bless you guys thank, thank you. you so okay. much Tim. bye 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 uh <laughs> Elon Musk, the new Moses. Of the, well, he he is in a figurative uh, sense in terms of the big social media. That's right. Be, lead, lead, maybe leading leading people out of the land of uh, I don't know what the land of censorship. What. Well, Elon Musk, he's, yeah. he's he's libertarian. Yeah, uh, we can't call him a conservative, but he understands the importance of free speech. 
to everyone, whether you have a liberal point of view or a conservative point of view. Yeah, anybody that makes the lefties so upset that it make it causes them so much consternation <laughs> is a friend of mine. Got to be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right, Steve, what do you got? Well, if you hire someone to do some political commentary and you want them to speak out on issues, you want them to know something about what they're talking about, I would think. Is that... Unless you're CNN. Unless you're CNN. <laughs> or... Well, we're just pouncing or, on them, aren't we? Go or ahead. unless you happen to be one of the hosts of The View. On ABC. On ABC. So, Joy Behar was talking the other day, and uh, apparently... She's concerned because okay. she's concerned that the gun laws in New York City, which are very strict, are going to be loosened up. I want you to tell, uh, listen to her to say, what is going on with this? Cut seven. The Supreme Court is, is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open carry state and an open carry city. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. People, middle-class people will be leaving in droves they, if that happens. They will. And this is this. Miss Behar. Now, that was, <laughs> that was, uh, she's an intellectual dynam dynamo. That's, yeah. I just, huh? For one, that's my observation. But of, of she didn't Joy take Behar. Constitution 101. No, apparently Apparently. Not. Yeah, what, what did she say there, Fred? Did, did you catch something? She I, said the that. The Supreme Court is about to pass a bill. <laughs> She wasn't joking. I, I she, think your average person in grade five who right. has taken a little bit, right. a little bit about how She's this country on, is structured. That's ABC, The View. I'm just a bill right. for Capitol Hill. <laughs> let's hear, let's hear, uh, let's hear. Uh, now, I've said stupid stuff too, okay, and sometimes on the radio. But, but this is, you, you should not be allowed on national television, if you don't have any better better knowledge than what she just expressed, let's hear this. This is a it's an instant classic. <laughs> the Supreme Court is, is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state okay, laws. Stop that. We <laughs> coffee talk. Huh? Poised to pass a bill. Boy, that's, yeah, <laughs> and they say Southerners talk funny. <laughs> you can hardly understand her. But so, nobody. Nobody Passive. tried to correct her. That's no. what. Did anybody on the panel correct her? Steve? No, not that I'm aware of, and I don't know if she's so addressed. So, do they the, all think that the Supreme Court passes bills? I don't know if they're all that uh, unknowledgeable, Dumb? or whether it just went over their head, or whether they don't want to cross. You know, Whoopi is taking oh, a goodness. sabbatical from there, so well, she's a constitutional right. authority. And so, Joy is the is the boss right now. I don't think maybe these don't want to show up the boss. I don't know. Okay. Why is Whoopi Goldberg gone for this? Uh, she's filming a movie. That's, at least that's what the word is. She's uh, out on set. Okay. I keep up with a view. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't, well, that's just... Okay. That, we got, <laughs> you got a minute here. All right. Speaking of accents, um, this is an American toddler, a young kid who is from southern Mississippi, but who's been watching a show out of Australia called Bluey, about a blue healer. And I want you to listen to um, what uh, how this uh, little... One is talking now. Cut eight. Look at me. How do you say no? No. No. He's <laughs> got so, an Australian so, accent. He's a little kid, little toddler from South Mississippi. South Louisiana. 
Oh, South Louisiana. Yes. yes. You said South Mississippi. Did I, I'm sorry. I misspoke. But South Louisiana, and he's been watching a, uh, a children's television show out of Australia, and now he's speaking with an Australian That's right. <laughs> with Australian an Australian accent. accent. <laughs> They're saying that he's also using words yeah. like crikey and, <laughs> and stuff um, like that. So, yeah. Put another. That's the power of television to influence. <laughs> what do you put on the bobby? <laughs> uh, shrimp. Shrimp that's on the bobby. That's right. <laughs> huh? I think that's a dumb and dumber scene, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> All right. We are out of time. Remember, tomorrow, sadly, we're not going to have Trivia Friday, but we are going to have some great Easter specials for you because our offices and studios are closed tomorrow so we can be with our families on Good Friday. We'll see you back here Monday, everybody.